Locked On NBA. The biggest stories, the local experts. Every Monday, we dig into the biggest stories across the NBA with the Locked On Podcast Network hosts. Today, we go to Minnesota to speak with Ben Beacon of Locked On Wolves about the Gerson Rosas situation and what it means for Carl Anthony Towns in the future of the Minnesota Timberwolves franchise. And then we go to the Bay Area to speak with Wes Goldberg of Locked On Warriors about the situation around Andrew Wiggins and his COVID vaccination status and what that means for him, his season, and the Warriors season. It's all coming up. The Biggest stories with the local experts on Locked On NBA. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, and welcome back to another week of Locked On NBA. I am your Monday host, Josh Lloyd. Training camps, media days, all starting in the next couple of days. We're going to have so much information for you on Locked On NBA, but also on our individual team shows. Whatever team you want to hear the info on, we are going to have that covered for you right across the week. So make sure you are subscribing to your favorite team across the Locked On Podcast Network. Today, we've got stuff to talk about, vaccination statuses. We've got uh, turmoil in front offices. So let's get to it. All right, here he is, the host of the Locked On Wolves podcast, Ben Beacon, is here with me. Ben, welcome to Locked On NBA, and uh, it's been an eventful few days for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Let's just give a quick rundown on uh, on what's gone on. Yeah, so last uh, Wednesday, I guess, Gerson Rosas was dismissed as president of basketball operations for the Timberwolves. Um, there was a lot of, of question marks immediately as to why it happened. Uh, obviously, what, five days before media day, six days before uh, the start of, uh, of training camp and less than two weeks before the preseason opener. Um, immediately, the Timberwolves called it, uh, you know, due to uh, performance or performance-based reasons. There was some reporting that came out in the days immediately following that. It was a combination of, of yes, performance-related issues um, when it came to, you know, the handling of some some personnel matters over the past year, but also um, an inappropriate office relationship with somebody else with the team. And so that seems to be kind of the thing that tipped the scales that allowed the Wolves or, or I guess forced the Wolves' hand to make the move now instead of waiting until later in the season. Okay, that, that, that's interesting that they did make this move now because this rumor about Rosas and this inappropriate personal relationship and the mm-hmm. fact that the rumor is that Sachin Gupta apparently saw things happening or had reported this, that had been out there since July. Um, I think late July, early August. So it, it wasn't something that had happened, say, Tuesday. And they went, all right, we've got to fire him Wednesday. This is something that had been happening allegedly for a while because I've seen people tweet out that exact scenario um, back in July. So is there any idea why, is it was it an investigation going on behind the scenes that you took that time for that to happen? Because the timing is clearly not ideal. And if it was something that did happen, you're right, then you go, okay, well, we fire him the next day, whatever. But it, it doesn't appear that was necessarily the case. Yeah, it was a combination of things. Those rumors were out there, but they weren't, you know, sourced rumors. So it was just kind of, you know, lingering. And then all of a sudden, uh, well, we also knew the other thing that I think is really important to point out is Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez are now 20% owners of the team. Mark Laurie, the tech billionaire, Alex Rodriguez, the former MLB superstar, they have an agreement to become the majority owners in the next two years. So their voices have already been heard. They were apparently doing, you know, one by one players, coaches, front office staff, business side, basketball side. 
basically entrance interviews with everybody on staff to see how things were going in the organization. And this issue, the Rosas alleged affair was coming up over and over again, um, is, is apparently what happened. And then this past weekend, so roughly a week ago, the Timberwolves had a staff outing. And this is reporting by a couple of local reporters and then also Jake Fisher, Bleacher Report, that the Timberwolves had essentially front office staff members, Pablo Prigioni, an assistant coach, others in a suite at an energy, or excuse me, a United FC game. Um, the, the soccer team, the Twin Cities, and Rosas and this other person were there. And there were this photographic evidence of them behaving inappropriately in a professional setting with other people from the team. And that really forced the hand. And this wasn't reported until late last week uh, in the news or, or by the news media. And so this appeared to be like, hey, our hands are tied. We were approached with this from an ownership perspective. Glenn Taylor, Lori Rodriguez, we got to do something because we're going to have egg on our face if, if this many people feel uncomfortable. We have to go ahead and make a move. So that appears to be what really forced their hand now instead of you know kind of letting this thing you know, play itself out otherwise. There's also the reports of a, a toxic work environment that uh, Sachin Gupta, he had offers for um, advancement in other organizations to get a job back in Houston, I believe, as well. Um, but that was blocked by Rosas. Um, so that, that I think all that sort of stuff added into it. Now, Gupta is, at this point, the interim guy in charge of those basketball decisions. I would assume, from an outside perspective, Ben, that they would likely just make him the permanent guy. But what's the thought there? I think that's likely where they're headed. Uh, some semantics, they're not officially giving him the interim tag. They're keeping, they actually had a statement last week where they said he's re retaining his title as executive VP of basketball operations, but he will be overseeing the department and leading it. But they are conducting uh, a search for a president of basketball operations. I agree with you. I think he gets the job. There's a rumor out there. I think this was also Jake uh, Fisher at Bleacher Report saying that Lori and Rodriguez, the new owners, are fond of Elton Brand, who's of course still in the yeah. Sixers front office. So there's a lot of weird connections between Minnesota and Philadelphia. I think it's very likely that Gupta ends up getting the job he's considered he was a finalist for the king's job um you know just a few months ago that rosa supported him in that search allegedly rosas blocked his uh, potential hiring by houston because he saw it as a lateral move even though it would have been a pay raise etc there's a, it's really messy but i do think it's pretty likely gupta seen as a rising star he's been in several successful front offices it's very likely he ends up getting that job and in the near term um he's he potentially reportedly has a better relationship with Daryl Morey of the Sixers than Rosas even did. Um, he at one point reported to Morey with the Rockets. So maybe he could also grease the wheels of a Ben Simmons deal in the meantime. And that would certainly um, get him in the good graces of ownership and give him an additional leg up perhaps on winning the, the, the permanent president of basketball ops position. Yeah, we keep hearing about the, the Wolves and Simmons connection. And not only did Gupta work for Morey, but correct me if I'm wrong, Ben, I believe he worked with the Philadelphia 76ers as well. So he has some sort of a relationship with Ben Simmons and understands mm -hmm. you know, his strengths and weaknesses weaknesses and personality and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, the connections keep rolling there as well. And then, of course, there's the Alton Brand stuff. There's also always weird Philadelphia uh, connections here with Minnesota. Um, of course, immediately after the Rosas firing, Carl Anthony Towns tweeted WTF. Is there any, and that would of course, that's a speculation. Yeah, get Towns out of Minnesota, save him. What does this mean? What's the what's the fallout, do you think, there from Carl Anthony Towns? Of course, that is basically what everyone was thinking when that news came out. We're just thinking, what is going on here? And him as a player, having no prior knowledge of that because of the way it went down, um, yeah, he's going to have that, that same feeling. But I assume that, yeah, with the explanation and with the reasoning all coming out, that it's not something that Towns is necessarily upset at the organization about or yeah, is there any, any clarification on his feelings there? We don't know yet, but we'll find out a lot more on Monday, uh, Monday's media day. And that's the first time he'll be asked. Uh, he'll have to go on record. And I, I guarantee every probably almost every player is going to be asked the question, you know, you know, how did you feel last week? Did you see this coming, et cetera? So we'll know. We'll have a, a, and he is 
he'll speak his mind and he'll also be, you know, media friendly, although he's a little less filtered now than he was earlier in his career. So we'll see what he says. Um, my one, I, I think on the one hand, classic Timberwolves, right, that this all happened. Yeah. On the other hand, um, you know, it, it's Rosas on his own was apparently behaving in a really inappropriate way. That could happen anywhere. And in some ways, the Timberwolves reacting apparently quickly to the stuff that really was about to come out in the media might have been the best thing they could have done. Uh, now, the one thing I'd quibble with is that they should have they should have talked to Towns at the very least, if not all the players, real quickly, like, hey, we're about to do this, heads up, so that you don't get that kind of visceral reaction where, you know, hey, or impulse reaction, I should say, like, man, what's going on? Um, because that really doesn't look good. It doesn't play well. And now, like you said, we've got, a, you know, the rumors are starting back up again. Is he unhappy? Uh, but we'll see what he says at media day on Monday. Yeah, I think that, that's right. You can say, oh, typical Timberwolves are firing this guy a, a week before, but yeah, if it was let to linger and more of this stuff came out, you'd say the same thing. You'd say, oh, look, yes. typical Timberwolves, look at this front office dysfunction, what's going on with this team. So you're right, they probably could have done it better by a, a quick informing of those players, but they were in a situation that because of the conduct of Rosas, that they were, they were going to get that regardless they're going to get that you know, typical Timberwolves stuff regardless and you're right it could have happened absolutely anywhere um this is obviously not great at this point of the season but again I think moving on from what could have been a, or obviously was a toxic scenario in certain situations probably shouldn't be seen as a negative for this team moving forward as they uh, as they look to get back into at least the play in game Ben it's going to be interesting to hear what does get said at Media Day. And of course, you'll have all of the Media Day stuff covered for us over on Locked On Wolves this week. Thanks for coming on Locked On NBA and shedding some light on this uh, confusing and uh, not great subject. Of course. Thanks for having me, Josh. If you're looking to start a fantasy basketball league with your friends, why don't you give Sleeper, a new fantasy basketball app, a try? Sleeper introduces a brand new format called Game Pick, where you just pick one game for each player for the week. You don't have to worry about how many games that guy plays during the week. It's more akin to fantasy football. So if you are new to fantasy basketball or you're looking to get workmates and friends and colleagues involved and they're more comfortable playing fantasy football, Sleeper could be that option for you. So check it out. Go download the Sleeper app. Start a league. Their app is you know, really, really nice, really easy to use. The draft situation is very simple as well. And with that um, yeah, game pick format, which isn't available anywhere else, that might be exactly the sort of game mode that you're looking for to get your friends involved and playing fantasy basketball in time for the NBA season to start. To go and download the Sleeper app, Sleeper using their one-of-a-kind game pick format. Start a league with your mates and uh, enjoy the NBA season. This might sound familiar. You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows and you're watching your sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff as well. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It is called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required and content varies by package. All right, let's bring him in now, the host of the Locked On Warriors podcast. Wes Goldberg is here with me. Wes, over the last couple of days, it has become apparent that uh, Warriors player Andrew Wiggins is not vaccinated for COVID-19 and had applied for a religious exemption so that he would not have to um, miss all of the Warriors' home games and have the issue of not being allowed in the facility to practice, but that exemption has been denied. So as things currently stand, Wes, Wiggins is going to miss 
41 games for the Warriors, all home games. Um, that's where it currently stands. Is there any – what's the recent news or any word on whether this has you know, coerced Wiggins to perhaps get vaccinated if he's going not, – not coerced, but encouraged him to get vaccinated or is he just going to be holding out and the Warriors without their starting small forward for half the year? Yeah, this is a really strange situation, right? Because you use the word hold out there, and usually you hear that word in terms of contracts and things like that. But that's not the issue here. And um, Andrew Wiggins has not wanted to get the vaccine um, basically this entire time. I remember talking with him after a game uh, last season when the vaccine was first made available. And he said, I'm not going to get it unless I absolutely have to. Uh, and now it's kind of to the point where, hey, man, you kind of absolutely have to now if you want to play. And he's not doing it. So, look, he applied for the religious exception, as you mentioned, did not get it. Maybe that was the last resort. I still believe that, OK, he gave it that one shot. Um, and and now this is the point where you're forced to get it if you want to play. And I I have a feeling and I think the Warriors are generally optimistic that push comes to shove, Andrew Wiggins will just get the vaccine and this will be a non-issue. But the fact that it's gone this far uh, with training camp, you know, two days away for the Warriors, that's not great either because it's one thing for you to get the shot before uh, before training camp begins. But as you know, like you can get the J&J and make it a one shot or you go get Pfizer and Moderna and you got to get two shots. And then usually there's this two-week uh, buffers where you got to make sure that it's taken and all that's like, Andrew Wiggins is going to miss time. We just don't know how much. If he gets the shot right away, maybe he'll be ready for the start of the regular season. Um, and if this thing is prolonged, if he's if he tries to hold out a little bit longer, then yeah, he is going to have to miss home games. Yeah, because it's two weeks after the final dose, whether that's of the one right. dose or the two dose, the way you're considered fully vaccinated. So he's going to miss training camp because I believe that the training camp is in San Francisco. Uh, is it not, uh, Wes? It is, yeah. So like you for, for the, the Nets, their training camp's in San Diego. So those New York rules don't apply for any unvaccinated players that might be there. But for the Warriors, he's not allowed inside the facility Um because of, because of the rules of San Francisco. So he's going to miss that uh, those those training camp days. Now, you, you, we talk about with the, this is the last resort for him and if he absolutely has to, and it does appear that is the case. But, but all the reporting around Wiggins appears to be that he is a guy that doesn't want to rock the boat and doesn't want right. to be a distraction and he is a guy that not necessarily keeps to himself, but isn't that player who wants that focus and negative attention drawn towards him in the locker room. So you would think that you know, if you put all that together, along with the fact that he's going to miss these games, and it's going to cost the Warriors a, a ton. It's going to cost them wins because we can criticize him not being worth his contract and blah, blah, blah. He's really good for them for them last season as a wing defender. And then I have Clay Thompson for the first two to three months of the season. So they absolutely need him, and it's going to cost them wins, playoff seating, a playoff spot perhaps. So you would think this would be the absolutely have-to scenario. Is, is that all accurate in terms of the way that his personality is, in terms of not being a guy who wants to rock the boat and wants to sort of fade into the background? It is. And that was kind of what he was talking about. I remember having an interview with him after the Warriors first traded from him from Minnesota. He loved the idea of not having to be the star. You go to Golden State, they've got the stars. They've got Steph, they've got Clay, they've got Draymond. Steve Kerr is kind of a star. Like He's answering all these questions. He doesn't have to do any of this stuff. He doesn't want to be a distraction. Everybody around him says about how great of a locker room guy is. Like You use the term, doesn't rock the boat. That's exactly what comes in, does his job. They wanted, they traded D'Angelo Russell for him. 
so that he could just do his job, so that he could fill in that need at small forward that they had after Kevin Durant left. And this is the opposite of that, right? This is getting a lot more attention and not for the right reasons. Um, and and you're absolutely right when you say that this is going to cost them. I mean, it is. You can you could slide Otto Porter into that small forward spot while Wiggins is dealing with this. And um, all right, at least that's a name. At least that's a veteran there. Um, you could go with Moses Moody or somebody like that. Uh, as a rookie, I don't think that they would go that far. But either way, regardless of what you do, it's not Andrew Wiggins, who was a good player for them last year. And they need him defensively. They need what he could do from a ball creation standpoint on offense. And they need every win that they can get. Because I know that people think that the Warriors are right there at the top of the Western Conference. But this is also a team that hasn't made the playoffs in two years. You don't get to take regular season games for granted anymore. That's just not the way that it works for the Warriors these days. You have to win every single chance that you can. And if you don't have one of your better players out there, it's going to be really hard to do that. Yeah, and look, this is a Warriors team that missed the playoffs last season. And to begin this year, if there's no Wiggins and there's no Clay, they're worse than what they were last yeah. season because there's no no Wiggins and there's no Kelly Oubre, who we can you know, discuss the merits of how he played. But there's another capable NBA wing player on the team who's just not going to be there. So we're not going to have Wiggins. We're not going to have Oubre. We're not going to have Clay back. And you're going to be relying upon Jordan Poole and Moody and Kaminga and, and Otto Porter, who hasn't been healthy in two plus years. So it's definitely a concern. Now, we know that Draymond Green is outspoken in many different areas of life and in basketball. How do you think, you know, obviously he is a vaccinated player. Do you think that he is, and this may could be just speculation, and you might not want to speculate on this, is he going to be someone like, like telling, going to Andrew and say, look, mate, you've got to do this. We know that he is the, the, the leader of this team, the vocal guy. Would you think that that is something that he would take on board? Like, you need to do this for us. I don't think so. He is a very outspoken. He is the leader, but he's more than anything pro player. Yep. Right. And I just don't see Draymond getting into somebody else's business. I could, I could see Draymond, if anything, defending Andrew Wiggins publicly. And, I, and by the way, I think the same goes for Steve Kerr. Like, Steve Kerr is very pro-player. I don't think that Steve is – I know that Steve believes in the vaccine, and he's very pro-vaccine. And, and, you know, just look at the politics around Steve Kerr. I think he believes that everybody should get the vaccine. And by the way, we don't know why Andrew Wiggins doesn't want to get the vaccine. I don't know if it's political. I don't know if it is religious. I don't know what the reason is. He hasn't been – he hasn't talked about it. Um Obviously, everybody around him wants him to get the vaccine, but I don't think that generally the way that this organization runs from the coaching staff and the players, they don't really get involved in other people's business in that way. So you think it's more the, the, the if the front office putting that would be putting that pressure, or not pressure, but they'd be the ones saying like, Andrew, look, we, we need you to, to do this. And if he didn't, do you think the Warriors would be looking to move on? I think that what the Warriors will tell you is that, hey, we don't need to tell Andrew what's at stake. The government here in yeah, yeah. the bay area is telling him what's at stake it's not us we're not forcing you to get the vaccine but the government is and so if you want to play it's out of our hands and it's out of your hands this is basically what you have to do and i think that's working in their favor by the way because again they don't want to get involved in players business like that they're not comfortable doing that but this way they can kind of use the government as the bad guy in the situation so um i think there's that i don't and yeah, maybe if this is if this gets prolonged a certain amount, they will look to make some sort of acquisition at the small forward spot. Maybe they they try to go sign a veteran or, or something like that. Um, as far as moving on from Andrew Wiggins, like it takes two to tango. Like who's going to take Andrew Wiggins at this point? Not just because of the contract, because of the vaccination thing too. I know a lot of other states don't have the same rules, but it could be uncomfortable for other locker rooms if somebody like Andrew Wiggins is walking in there unvaccinated. So. Um, yeah, maybe they would try to move on hypothetically. I just don't see any takers at this point. 
Yeah, look, the only two cities that have got these rules are, are New York, which of course yeah, encompasses the Knicks and the Nets, and it's San Francisco. But that's not to say that other cities won't institute a rule like this. Like that could very easily happen. Like we don't know. Like in, in two weeks' time, you know, Phoenix could have it, or you know, San Antonio could have it, or you could have it in Miami. Like who knows? Like that, this stuff could change at any point. Um, and you know, we can say, well, it's just here, and he goes to another team, and then he's set, set to play. He's just subject to harsher protocols and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But that that stuff could change in an absolute instant, and we just don't know where that's going to go. It is obviously a uh, a fascinating development and something that's going to have a real impact on teams and playoff races. And of course, where's whatever news comes out in the next couple of days, you're going to cover it for us all over on the Locked On Warriors podcast. Thanks for coming on Locked On NBA with me. Thanks for having me, man. Have you had the best tasting protein bar ever? Built Bar? If not, why not? These t- flavors, they're amazing. You get so much choice with Built Bar. Raspberry flavor, cookies and cream, strawberry, mint brownie, cherry barcia, coconut. So many great flavors, and they're always bringing out uh, special edition ones as well. There's a coconut cookie chunk going at, well, not cookie chunk, so cookie dough chunk is the one that's coming out at the moment. Check that out. These are delicious. They taste just like a candy bar, but it's not like they are a candy bar because they're good for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories. 4 to 5 grams of sugar and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs with Built Bar. And you can save 15% by going to Built.com, loading your cart up with all of the boxes, mixed box, coconut boxes, mint brownie box, whatever you want to get, and then using the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. Go to Built.com, throw that promo code LOCKED15 in there and get yourself some delicious Built Bars, the best tasting protein bar ever. And that'll do it for today's episode of Locked On NBA. Make sure you are following this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And we're also on YouTube. So find us on YouTube, Locked On NBA, as well as channels for basically every team across the NBA. Go hit subscribe. Go give it a thumbs up over there as well. Follow me on Twitter at RedRock underscore B-Ball. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.